U.S. stocks renewed record on Friday, of course, but the yields rose despite minimal changes to the previous U.S. inflation numbers. Now, all eyes are on Tuesday's inflation update in the U.S., which will either keep these May interest rate cut expectations from the Fed alive or encourage investors to kick the can further down the road. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So last Friday's inflation revisions in the US were eventless, thank God. The revisions were small and quite insignificant, saying that well, inflation in the US was about the same by the end of last year then what we actually saw. So that means that there has been no untold or unexpected acceleration in inflation numbers or any bad surprise of the kind. In numbers, consumer prices rose 3.3% in the final three months of the year in the US. So that was good news for everyone who is craving to see the Federal Reserve and eventually other central banks start cutting their interest rates sometime in the first half of this year. But alas, the US two-year yield, which best reacts to the interest rate expectations from the Fed, rose on Friday and again this Monday. And the US two-year yield is now gently drilling above the October to now descending channel's top. And the US 10-year yield is back flirting with the 4.20% level. And that, despite the strong bond auctions that we saw in the US, last week. On the other hand, activity on Fed funds futures gives less than 20% chance for the first rate cut from the Fed to happen in March, while the probability of a May cut has fallen to around 63% from above 90% before that blockbuster jobs report released for January on the first Friday of this month. I'm sure you do remember. Now, interestingly, when the sovereign yields go down normally, the equity valuations go up and vice versa because all well, investors are quite happy to see that the companies will be able to fund their operations and well, their investments at cheaper costs when the yields go down. And well, also it's just a mathematical calculation really. But since a while, the S&P 500 valuations, which are heavily, heavily influenced by these big technology stocks, like Magnificent 7 stocks, have decoupled from the yields. The US two-year yield bottomed sometime by mid-January this year on realization that the Fed's rate cut expectations had certainly gone ahead of themselves, but, but the S&P 500 kept running from record to record and rose for the 14th week over the past 15 weeks of trading, a thing that well, has not happened since 1972, apparently. The index closed last week above the 5,000 psychological Mark and the Nasdaq 100 index well, recorded its 11th all-time high level this year, last Friday. The strong economic data from the US that keeps defying the theory that well, the economy should slow when well, you hike interest rates, especially at this speed. The strong earnings from the big U.S. companies and especially the big U.S. technology companies that actually surf on this AI optimism and of course the slowing inflation that keep the Fed cut dream alive are the major drivers of the optimism from investors right now.
But the more the S&P 500 stocks extend gains to fresh highs and above important levels, the more it becomes difficult to find new buyers because everybody is pretty much on board. They are perhaps waiting for a dip that doesn't arrive because we are on a single positive move. And the CFTC data interestingly shows that the net speculative positions are now building against the S&P 500. So it could mean two things. One, there is an increasing number of investors out there betting for a correction to happen at the current levels. But two, if this correction doesn't come, all these bets against the S&P 500 could turn around and help the S&P 500 extend gains. So that's potentially positive news also for the S&P 500. The more reasonable scenario is, of course, a correction, but hey, the rally could stretch as long as investors are willing to buy these stocks. Now this week, investors' attention will be shifting on the latest CPI updates from the US and elsewhere. The headline inflation in the US is expected to fall below 3% from 3.4% printed a month earlier. And core inflation in the US is seen easing from 39 to 3.8%. If all goes according to the plan, so if there are no major surprises in these inflation figures, there is actually no reason to think that the U.S. Federal Reserve will spoil the market mood. If that's the case, well, the U.S. dollar should continue to see some resistance near its 100-day moving average and allow its peers to regain some more field. The euro dollar could retest its 200-day moving average that stands near the 108.30 level. The yen could remain offered into the 150 level against the U.S. dollar and cable could consolidate gains above the 126 level until Wednesday's inflation data in Britain. Now remember, inflation in Britain had surprised to the upside in the latest report. The Bank of England reminded investors that their fight against inflation is going well, but is not over just yet. And some MPC members even voted to hike the interest rates in the UK at the latest monetary policy meeting. So the market now sees only 75 base point cut this year from the BOE. So that's less than half of what was expected at the beginning of this year. Elsewhere, well, the latest inflation data in Switzerland will also hit the wire this week with a 0.6% jump expected in January on a monthly basis. Now, overall, the 1.6% yearly inflation figure in Switzerland leave many central bankers envious of inflation in Switzerland. So the strong Swiss franc has certainly been a good help indeed during this period of high global inflation. But you know, grass is always greener next door because inflation in Switzerland is well, quite low actually when you don't take the monstrous insurance costs into account, which jumped by around 10% on average in Switzerland since last year. And interestingly, it's one of the biggest monthly spending of an average Swiss family that doesn't go into these inflation numbers. But hey, you know what? The Fed also likes the super core inflation number, which excludes food, energy and rents. And you know what? Who needs food, energy and rent for a living? 
No one, right? Anyway, speaking of the energy prices, the positive trend of crude oil since the start of this year is becoming clearer by the day, although the top side remains hard to drill near the $80 per barrel level. Still, the barrel of US crude extended gains above the $77 per barrel level on Friday's trading session and is upbeat this morning again in a very slow Asian session, of course, with many, many Asian markets close to day for and this week for the Chinese New Year holiday. Now, Israel refusing the ceasefire call from Hamas supported the latest upside move that we saw in oil prices last week. And this week, OPEC will be releasing its monthly report on Tuesday and IEA will be releasing its own monthly report on Thursday. So we will see how uh, these institutions will revise their demand outlook in reaction to the latest global macroeconomic developments. In one hand, the strong U.S. economy and the Chinese stimulus measures are positive for the demand dynamics for the oil markets and should, in theory, support oil prices beyond the geopolitical tensions. On the other hand, well, the significant retreat that we see these days in the interest rate cut expectations from the major central banks weighs on the global demand outlook. One thing is sure, OPEC will keep fighting to maintain its oil prices sustained until the last drop. The problem is Joe Biden's U.S. is pumping a record amount of oil to counterweight the price increases that OPEC needs so badly. So let's see who will win between the bulls and the bears. But for now, the bulls are in a better position to drive the market moves in the short run. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful reactions. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. Follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and don't forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.